welcome to the Show Up Podcast, a place where we explore leadership and how it's showing up for us in the world in which we work, and a space for you to explore what leadership means in your context, how you show up, how you turn up to be the best leader you can be in the world that you work in today. This week we explored the idea of a map and look at it from the lens of leaders being on a journey and needing to know where they are and how they can move forwards. And a map is a great way for us to be able to see that and start to guide ourselves through our own internal compasses of what we hear, experience and see and how we make those choices to move forwards with confidence, not just for ourselves, but for those who we lead along the way. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we start to navigate this idea of maps in our leadership world. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Show Up podcast. Good to see you both again. Uh, a bit of a shorter episode today because uh, Jamie turned up late off a, yeah. off a call, um, so we can blame Jamie. And so we're going to have a, and we're going to try and explore this theme of the journey, the journey into leadership and figuring out where you are in your map and where that map might be going and the steps you might need to take to, to move in a certain direction based on your leadership aspirations and the leadership environment you find yourself in. Um, I suggest we just dive straight in, and I'm sitting here wondering what what is this map? What's the map? Uh, last map I saw uh, was the uh, was the A to Z with a ring bound that I'd marked all of the doctor surgeries in central London on on all the streets. That's the map. Is that the kind of map we're talking about? <laughs> it sounds very useful in an emergency, and uh, you know, if you don't have Google. Yeah, I mean, this was probably pre-war. Uh, black and uh, white TV had gone at that point, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. No, the map. How would you describe it, Jamie? Oh, well, I was actually I was coming from a similar place as Derry, um, but I guess I'm guessing. So let's just put this into the context of I'm just speculating here. What we're talking about here is how do I understand where I am at as a person, as a leader, in the context of either my situation or my life circumstances from which I need to work out um, where do I, first of all, need help? Where do I find my challenges? Um, And where do I find my tendencies leading me? So it's a bit like that A to Z, you know, where would I rather go as opposed to where might I need to go? that make any sense? That brings to mind, I've got a kind of a more visual image of this map to me of, you know, maybe I'm sitting somewhere quite comfortable at the moment on my map, but I know I've got to go on a journey. And I know that journey is going to bring me into environments that I haven't experienced before, that may be topographically uh, laid out on this map, and there may be mountains, there may be valleys, etc. And not only do I need to go on a journey to those environments and figure out how I might act in them, but there may be other environments that I choose to pass through on the way there to prepare me for getting into those environments. So maybe all of those things have to be on this map as well. 
Or maybe we're just talking nonsense, Jamie. I don't know. Graham, what's your... We, we, we could well be. Uh, Graham, you are the map meister. What are you talking about? Uh, map meister. Well, what I feel like now is that the map, and what I'm hearing you both say is this uh, this metaphorical thing of you are somewhere in your world at a moment in time. How do you make sense of that world that you're currently standing, sitting, lying, being in? That's the image that comes up for me as you say map and how in a leadership space well i guess that's what we're going to cover right <laughs> how we found that being in a leadership space you it's worthwhile knowing where you are on your map and what's around you what's in sight and what's out of sight and what could be on the horizon would you make a distinction with that between the, a map and a framework or a you know, leadership development plan or some kind of practical leadership tool like that? Me, yes. The The notion of a framework gives me an idea of how I might interpret the map, a legend or a compass or something that takes me forwards from where I currently am. But the map itself, and I think that's the distinction I would make there, the map itself and knowing actually where you are and why you're there is just as critical a piece of information as how you choose to step forward and with what models and frameworks that could help you get there. That's the distinction I make. Jamie? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause and think about it a bit more. Sorry, no answer right now. He's not, he's not on the map, everybody. He's not on the map. I've got a follow-up question while you're pausing and thinking, Jamie. Uh, so, Graham, the thing that stood out for me there was you said the map is about where you are and why you're there. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on the why you're there bit of that a little bit more? How does the map tell us why we're there? Well, I guess we're a product of our experiences. We go through life from a completely non-conscious age at zero to three years old. And at three years old, we start to kind of, the brain starts to kind of making sense of this world around it. And then over time, we develop this lexicon of experience of good interactions with the world around us, bad interactions, emotional interactions, things that we make up stories about that are real, things that make up stories about that aren't real in a, in the, in a repetition of those situations. And I sort of say why we are where we are on the map is understanding that journey that's behind us that's led to today. Um, I always feel for any leader noticing why we are thinking of the choices we're thinking of making is really, really important. Could it be that we've experienced bad leadership in our past and we want to do something differently about it? Now we are leaders. Could we experience, say we've, experience good things from other leaders and we're trying to mirror that in our own context and that's either leading to a successful outcome or less successful outcome because the context is changing the way that that approach needs to happen um so i think there's a really important part about the why behind it it's my view yeah so the map encompasses all of your past experiences and so the conversation we had last time, some of those experiences you're well aware of and fully conscious of, and some of them are sitting in shadow yeah. and you're hiding them and repressing them and denying them. And you don't know that they're there consciously. Yeah. 
but they're still influencing how you've got to that place as a leader that you are currently. And to use that map more practically, you can then look forwards and say, okay, this, there's this universe of experiences have got me to where I am now. There are many different options I can choose for uh i just i just heard the uh the phrase tuesday as a day to like make an active choice to do <laughs> something. um wow it's popped into my head but um the hashtag tuesday the idea the idea of kind of choosing to do things i think is really important is so many people drift into i have to do this or i'm required to do this or i must do it we all get up every day and we make a choice and I think this map, what I'm hearing and how this is coming together for me is the 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 map is a way of presenting the array of options of the things that you could choose to do going forwards based on where you've come from to the point that you're at now. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and forgive me, I was because I really was a little stumped when you, you asked me that question a moment ago because I had too many images floating around my mind. Um, and I love that. I love the idea of it being not just about where I am now, but where I've come from. So the idea that I'm able to see somehow a landscape around me and a landscape that incorporates not only where I could potentially choose to go and the influences on that choice of journey, but also where I've come from. And it's somehow captures a little residual trace of choices I've made so I can remember why I decided to turn left at the hills um, go through that village or whatever it might be metaphorically but the map itself is something that goes beyond uh, just my current observations of I'm here um, I'm here because of choices I've made and from here I've got choices that I could make in a landscape in which I operate as a human being, either professionally, personally, whatever it might mean. Is that is that talking to the same kind of thing? Because I'm, I'm just thinking this, this really does resonate with everything, whether I'm in the professional context or not. I, I sense you've got a, a kind of visual of this map in your head. Is that is there a is it, has it got a visual visual representation for you? Yeah, for me, it's a very visual thing. It's a bit like one of those um, virtual reality type computer game things where I'm scanning across a landscape. Um, I know the landscape goes well beyond what I can see. So my map is as far as I can see on that landscape. And beyond that, it may be a little bit dark or cloudy, but I know it's out there. And my map is both what is either side of me and in front of me, which is, I suspect, what I could choose to get involved in or venture into based on where I am and what my preferences or ambitions or goals or tendencies are. But also, I, if I just take a moment to pause and look around, I can see behind me. Where did I come from? What did I overcome? What choices did I make? Um, and how did I deal with uh, some of the things that I might still encounter again in the future? So it's a, it's like a memory store of the visual journey I've been on, as well as a landscape or a part of the landscape that's out there that I can look at going forward. 
just to as you you seem like you're in quite a visual space, right, Jamie? So as you imagine yourself looking at that map that you've described, and I love how you say that there's areas beyond your visible self that are a little bit blurry, a little bit dark in places. When you actually apply that lens on the map that you can see, do you see everything with perfect clarity? Or do you find that there's unknown spots, dark spots, cloudy spots, blurry spots in that? Uh, great question. And the answer is absolutely nothing consistent about when I turn my head and I look around my <coughs> visual representation of this. Um, almost to the extent it reminds me of a story of a client that I had um, a, a number of years ago who was a visionary in his industry. Um, he was in the uh, the publishing industry. And he was struggling at the time with getting his team on board with what he ultimately thought would be his legacy, which would be a reinvention of the infrastructure for the industry. And he was really struggling to get them to see what he could see in his head. Um, and I'm now thinking that what I did with him now actually represents almost like a physical version of the metaphorical we're talking about here. I took him in, in after about six months of working with him and his team, I realized that what was happening was he was presenting the future through little narrow slices of what he saw and they couldn't grasp the big picture. So I, I set up this exercise where I took them into a boardroom in pitch dark um, uh, in their office here over in uh, Wapping. That might give away which client it was for anybody who knows anything about publishing. And we had the, the boardroom pitch black and we laid out a model of actually the building that this guy had got in his mind he created a model of what this uh, future of their industry could look like in terms of uh, operations and i took him in there i took the team in there and i put a mining helmet lamp on his head and i asked him to describe what he was talking about as a vision for the future whilst he had his mining lamp on and after about five minutes everybody was you know well this is really interesting but we're, we're no clearer than we've ever been because all we can see is these narrow spotlight images of a map in front of us across what appears to be a wide landscape and i said right let's go out the room again so we all went out the room and we all came back in i said right ian now turn the light on in the room and then do the same thing again and for about two minutes there was absolute silence because suddenly people could see the landscape that they'd only ever seen through little spotlight lenses before articulated by an individual and suddenly they saw the whole thing laid out in front of them on a board table and you could just sense in the room the emotions escalate from this is really weird to excitement of wow this is what the future could be um and what I'm thinking about as a correlation. So that's the whole visceral memory I have of this landscape imagery. Um, what I think everybody, that me included, sometimes benefits from is somebody else helping us see that there is that landscape beyond what we can see. But also, you sometimes need help to see beyond the bit that the light shines on that you're focused on where you've been and what the opportunities are and actually 
being able to do it in such a way that other people can see it as well is actually more exciting than just trying to exploit yourself. Love that example, Jamie. Love it. I don't. I don't know how far off track of this episode I've taken us. Well, no, <laughs> what, it, what it brings to mind to for mind. me is the um, is the importance of uh, how difficult it is to piece together those. I mean, yeah, we talked about shadow, etc. Piece together where you've come from, but also to piece together where you want to go, because everybody has these little snippets of like, well, I would like my life to be like this, or I'd like to achieve this, or I'd like to be able to interact with people in this way. But actually, piecing all of those together is really difficult. So everybody's got their own mining lamp where they're only seeing little bits of the bigger picture and not many people can bring that together so thing one is to try and find a way to stitch together your own vision of where you want to move on your map thing two is to then try and share that with people who can support you in getting there and help you see some of those blind spots that you that you don't have i think that's a really Powerful uh, well, there's, there's there's a little bit of a precursor as well. Recognize you're wearing a mining lamp. Yeah. And how, how much that can sharpen your focus on things you care about, but actually cloud your mind to the fact that there's a wonderful, rich experience outside of what you're, you're intimately close to that actually could also be really exciting for you and other people. Well, to build on that as well the idea of recognize you've got a mining lamp to build on that. I would say recognize that you're on a map and the light might not always be on. Recognize that you may have a destiny in or destination in mind, but you need, it's not just about having the confidence and the desire to make that destination a reality. There are practical steps and possibly challenges and reroutes and diversions and things you've got to go through in order to make it possibly true, let alone true in itself. Uh, and I, I wonder whether that's a, a part of what's important for leaders today is to just recognize that it's just, it's harder than just saying, this is what I want to make it. That's great to set your intent but you've then got to have the the drive and the will and the support and the authenticity and the exploration capabilities to grow towards it. Because no one's always going to put the light on for you <laughs> or give you new batteries for your lamp. You're quite right. And, and, and people tend not to necessarily feel obliged to work with you on that process unless you invite them in to do that. Because they've got their own version of that going on, whether they're aware of it or not. Mm. I mean, what what do you guys what do you guys feel about the idea that um, even just the awareness of this map? I mean, I'm, I'm, we're talking about it in different ways now. But how early in your personal professional career might you have become aware of the kind of the fact that you're exploring a landscape as opposed to just being channeled down a path? 33 years old, first leadership development course <laughs> for me. Because it was the first I was... time I ever went from being subject to being in the map to be able to stand outside of it and look down and make sense. Yeah, I was probably later than that, honestly. Like, I remember when I, when I kind of got my first professional job. So after, I, after my PhD, I got a professional job in the city thinking... I'll do, it was very, very practical, right? Like I'll do a couple of years of this and then I'll move in. I'll do a couple of years of strategy consulting 
and then I'll move into working in private equity. And it was very much like, these are the roles that I'm going to do with no real thought for what I needed to develop and the type of person I wanted to be around all of that. Um, so probably relatively recently, I think for me, actually, like becoming a parent was probably one of the biggest things that triggered me. Yeah, what was the big change in becoming a parent that made the difference there? Um, I think the realization that I had to show up differently, had to, that, that I had real influence over other people that were reliant on me. I guess in a way, like being a parent is like an extreme version of being a leader, right? Um, or a, a, certainly like a, a focused manifestation of being a leader. Um, so that, I mean, that certainly like made me start to think of the world and myself in a much broader way than I had done before when I was simply leading teams and small teams through a very focused specific projects where we had to get to a, a very well-defined outcome. That's quite a different type of leadership to the the more expansive, more comprehensive type of leadership that parenting is, or then trying to build a business or trying to lead over a much longer, broader set of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's that. So really, I mean, I've been a parent for 10 years now, but it was probably in the last five or six years. So from my mid thirties that I really started to open up to this idea of I need to think about myself more holistically and more broadly and start to tune into where I am and where I've been and where I'm going on, on that map and how I might show up like that. So quite late in the day, I think. But like the last third of the golden age of leadership for me, I think, I would say. What's been 20. the benefit for you, Derry, of realising this map? Um... I think I'm more deliberate now about my own self-analysis and self-awareness. I'm more deliberate about the experiences I try and build. I'm more conscious about how I show up and how I interact with other people in my team and with my clients and with peers and partners. I'm more relaxed. I'm more at peace in the way I show up professionally and personally. Like my my life is much more kind of in balance and settled and in control and content now than it was. So many many different benefits, really. What about you, Graham? Very similar. I used to notice I went to what I would always saw I define as like the extreme of a feeling. I felt very happy. I felt very sad. I felt extremely challenged. And it in some ways was good and in some ways was really debilitating to be at those extremes of a sensation or a feeling or a moment. And I think my map and appreciation for being on a map and where that is, in the same way to you, Darius, helped me just balance out those the extreme of those feelings. So I can feel happy and aware. I can feel sad and hopeful. I can feel challenged yet energized. It's helped me just appreciate that additional piece around each element. So 
it desensitizes some of the, ex- the the worst side of the extremity, therefore putting me in a better balance, for sure. You just, I think you just introduced a different dimension, which I hadn't necessarily considered or thought about in the in the context of the map, because um, we've been talking, and I obviously banged on about the sort of visual representation of a landscape, but actually we're talking about landscape yeah, in terms yeah. of journey I'm on, but also the journey could be about the emotions I'm feeling and how I react to situations, which could also be, as it were, like a map on a spectrum or a on a distributed landscape of I'm either well over here on this side in terms of extreme strong reaction or I'm extremely dis- disengaged. So there's different layers to the map. It's a bit like, you know, as <laughs> we talked about my uh, sat-nav obsession in terms of descriptions of things which is massively out of date, but the layers in a Google map where you can say, I'd like to look at the Google map topographically, landscape-wise, with traffic, without traffic, um, whatever it might be. Each of us has the ability to have our landscape and then layer into it different colors and flavors and, and, and types of insight as well is what I'm kind of starting to pick up from what you're saying, Graham. I might just bring in my own version of the vis- of the visual here because it, it might it might be helpful and it brings in one other thing we haven't quite spoken about yet. So it might so I'm I've got a landscape as well as I'm kind of thinking about this map, but very specifically in that landscape, I am stood at a at the at the edge of a quite large intense river with a very small bridge going across it, and I'm kind of facing across that bridge, and I've got to step across that bridge. And behind me is all the stuff that has brought me to this point. I think importantly, it's not just my stuff, but it's all of the people that I've interacted with at some point. And I've got to choose which bits of those that I take across the bridge and then open it out in front of me. There's kind of a grassy plain over the other side of the bridge. And then loads of mountains and things in the background. That So it's a, it's a kind of con- contained future with the promise that I could get over those those mountains and then Jamie with the point that you just made around the feelings I'm sort of thinking that there's a those feelings are like colors or fire or something like within me that can flare up and flare down and I think what in that when I look forward into that future map and the things that I'm going to bring with me into that future journey and the route that I can take knowing the understanding that I can bring with everything that's come behind me enables me to have some sense of what I might feel as I'm trying to climb over the big mountain or swim across some lake or fight some monsters or whatever it is in the in the future map that I'm crossing, how I'm going to feel and to anticipate those feelings and to know that it's okay because I've had them before and I can carry them carry them with me. I think what the accumulated experience allows you to do is pick your route through that future map to the destination you want to get to, have some clarity about what the destination might be, some clarity, not perfect clarity, some clarity about the direction you want to move in, and know that there will be challenges you need to overcome, and some of those challenges you will actively seek out because they'll help you build tenacity and strength and skills and whatever else to get to the ultimate goal. Some of them you will just just hit you, but you've got the confidence to get across them so I've got a quite a vivid visual of 
you know, rivers and bridges and people I'm taking with me to support there, people that will then come and join me on the other side and help me on that journey. Blimey, I tell you what, I've got one question that's floating around in my head now. Is it better to have a map or not? Yeah. Because there's so much stimulus you get from having the map that maybe wasn't there when you didn't. So that's number one. Is it better to have one or not? There are moments we've talked about which kind of kind of create that, which I would put down to my hypothesis around this would be certain events stimulate change in perspective and change in perspective suddenly create that ability to go, oh, it's not just me in this landscape. Oh, there's a landscape. Oh, now let me explore it. So, so first of all, how do we do when we don't have a map versus when we do? And two, once we start to realize we have one, how do we how do we start to get help to navigate it? Because from what I can tell from our own collective experiences, some of it could be wonderful, but some of it could be really challenging by just what it stimulates and what it makes you aware of and all the rest of it. I think I would say that everybody has a map. The question is not whether you have a map. It's the question, to your point around the miners' lamps and the visibility, like how broadly are you visualizing that map? Well, when how, do you discover it? And how, how how healthy is that? How helpful is it to have this really broad visualization of everything that you might do and everything that brought you to this point? It require, I think it requires a lot of focus to use that practically and helpfully. I don't know, Graham, do you have thoughts on kind of how you actually like practically identify your map and then use it as a leader to help you oh yeah i've got a few thoughts um the first thing i will if i could build on what jamie suggested about this like the having a map versus not having a map there's a big part of me that suggests you have to experience life without a map to order to be able to define it i don't think you can define it clearly without experience but you can define through experience. And I think equipping people with that capability to do that is really, really good. The second thing is holding your lap, map lightly. Like anything new for humans, we can get really excited by new things and want to make sense of them really, really quickly. Um, and that can be great and energizing, but after a while it can become really debilitating if you don't know when to allow yourself to sit lightly with the idea that you have one. And then the third thing to actually be starting to identify is I use the tools that the great, you know, this great world has given us and the five senses are just to spend a real quality piece of time without distraction, without worry, without things on the agenda, just a dedicated piece of presence in time to just notice what your senses are teaching about a moment you've experienced recently or in. So what do your eyes take in? What are you visualizing? Are you seeing, are you seeing the world in vivid colors or are they feeling dull, for example? The tones that come across. What are the sounds that resonate with where you are right now? Is it a heavy, clunky, dull sound? Is it a bright? What are those, what are those senses that you experience and use all five informing of you about how you are in the world right now? Is that an, is that an equivalent of turning the lights on in my boardroom situation a little bit yes. where suddenly the the full array of the senses suddenly yeah. 
became apparent. Yeah, because you'll notice what things are going on. We've all had days where we might look at the world with a little bit of, just use the eyes, for example. We might look at the world with a little bit of, oh, I noticed that the hue of everything isn't as clear as I would normally see it. I wonder why that might be. Yes, you might need an eye test. But also, is there another reason of what you're experiencing? That... From any of the reputable high street vendors of glasses that we might be aware of, yes. We're not going to be promoting, depending on who's sponsoring this episode. But um, yeah, it's it's one of them things where you take the time to explore what the sensory information is telling you um, about what, what you are experiencing at the moment. I think that's a really good, simple starting point. And over time, you can get quicker and more accurate at doing that but also you cannot underestimate the value of doing it over a good piece of time i think i would build on the on the senses with also tuning into just what are you feeling and where in the body is that feeling showing up yeah and what what is your head and your heart and your gut telling you and lots of lots of people particularly lots of business people get very stuck on what their heads are telling them and they've struggled to tune into what's my heart telling me, what's my gut telling me. And one of the ways of doing that is figuring out what you're feeling, trying to boil that down to one of the core feelings, joy, anger, fear, grief, shame, boiling it down to one of those and where in the body is that showing up? And that helps you understand why, why is that feeling coming up? And that can help you map the experiences that have got you to this point. Like well. if I pay attention to where I am right now, my feet feel three inches off the ground. They're not, but they feel three inches off the ground. So something's out of kilter for me in that. I don't feel grounded and centered. So when we finish recording this, one of the first tasks for me is to actually just spend a bit of time to just notice where might that be happening. Yeah. To help me. All right. I think I think we're out of time for today's episode. I feel like we've scratched the surface of the <laughs> concept of the map and the journey. Um, but we should wrap that up. Yeah, it feels Any... to me like we've got one here that will probably resonate into many different of the subjects going forwards. Just little things that we might be able to pull out for this one. Don't know about you. Yeah, guys. agrees. Any closing thoughts from either of you before we wrap this one up and uh, and go on our way? I just thank you for both of you reminding me that how important and how valuable at times it is just to turn the lights on and how rich and in so many different ways, both for how I feel, but what I'm seeing and what I've experienced, that can be uh, uh, as a reminder to do it and, and stop getting stuck with my miners helmet on. <laughs> yeah, I am... Um... Jamie, I think that the story of the the process that you took that team through really sticks with me um, as a way of thinking about your own blind spots and, and particularly in terms of how you can kind of communicate a vision and a journey to people and how hard it is to communicate the entirety of that vision and journey consistently and have people get the same image in their heads. That's, yeah, very powerful. All right. Well, thank you very much, man. Good to talk to you again. And uh, we will see each other again on uh, the next episode. Yeah, the next stop on our map. The next stop on our map, indeed. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, chaps. Bye.
If you find any of the subjects we cover in this podcast spark inspiration, curiosity or concern within you, do drop us a line. Details are in the comments below and we'll be happily there to listen and see how we can offer best support.